So you could be a Hindu, you could be a Muslim, you could be a Christian, you could be a Jain, you could be a Buddhist. And I say this from experience, having practiced five different religions, I've arrived back to my origin, my source. Hi, I'm Dr. Dimple Jangda. I'm your podcast host and I welcome you to A Gut Story. This is a podcast, a platform where we're going to discuss healthy everything. A healthy body, healthy mind, healthy emotion, healthy energetics and a healthy spiritual journey. We're going to also discuss stories of courage, grit, confidence, discipline and patience that helped several people overcome tragic events in their life and physical trauma. And we're also going to learn from several natural sciences like Ayurveda, naturopathy, homeopathy, yoga on how to reset our body back to good health and bring ourselves back closer to nature. Welcome to A Gut Story with yours truly, Dr. Dimple. So I'll give you a classic example, like one teacher enters a classroom and he has a glass of water kept on the table. So he picks it up and then he puts it down after two seconds. Then he asks the students, what did just happen? They said, nothing. Then he held it for five seconds, nothing. Then he held it for 30 seconds, not much. Then he held it for two minutes. There's some inconvenience, the students said. He said, now, what if I hold it for 30 minutes in my hand? Mm. So you will feel extremely uncomfortable. He said, but has the weight of the glass changed? No. He said, no. So then, then what is causing that misery is the longer I hold this glass in my hand. It's not the weight of the glass which is changing, which is mm. going to cause that discomfort. It is how long I hold it in my hand. Similarly, if somebody says something, or we've seen something or some thoughts popping up. As long as they are, th- they are within our mind, they're not replaced, they'll keep causing misery. Situation has no power. A person has no power. If somebody comes and tells, you are useless. Either Sisuna, we hear it from one ear, let it pass through the other ear. Mm. It's gone. Mm. The longer we think about it, the more we become miserable. So the mind, you have to learn to play with the mind. Like Srila Prabhupada, the founder of Acharya of ISKCON. He gave a very simple yet the most powerful method to control the mind. He said neglect. Mm. This is the most powerful way. Neglect the mind. Just because some thought pops up in your mind doesn't mean you have to act upon it. Our problem is thoughts are popping up and we are taking them so seriously. Thoughts will come, thoughts will go. That's the nature of the mind. So the sound plays a very important role. If you are exposed to negative sounds, negative thoughts, you become miserable. If you are hearing positive words, we become very positive. If we are hearing spiritual sounds, they are not just going to make us feel blissful, they are also going to cleanse the mind of all kinds of negativity. All the negative sounds we have been exposed to can be erased when we expose our mind to spiritual sound coming from scriptures, through chanting of the names which are having the mantras uh, consisting of the Lord's names. So when we expose ourselves to that kind of sound, Naturally, the mind is also cleansed. And then uh, it also builds a layer or we can say an armor around the mind mm. so that no further negativity can enter. Mm. So there is one negative sound, above that is positive sound, mm. but above that is a spiritual sound. Mm. Like I read this one experiment conducted by one Japanese scientist called Imoto. Yes, powerful experiment. So he exposed one glass of water to some different kind of music. 
material mundane sound yeah heavy metal it's mentioned heavy metal it's a mundane music and then he examined the crystals very ugly looking crystals were from irregular shapes then he exposed that glass of water to some spiritual sound some positive classical music mm. and then he examined perfect looking crystals very beautiful to look at mm. such crystals were found and this is important because our body is 70% water yeah so imagine the sound has such impact on a water body and our body is 70% water water so how vulnerable are we to sounds so when you hear a particular type of sound that's how our body is going to react and this is actually very powerful that you brought it you know because uh immaterial again of the fact that whether you're religious or an atheist or a spiritual person or just a believer in the big bang theory you do all believe in the power of the sound yes, sound yes, yes. exists and we cannot undo sound yes. and every object every animal plant bird and human being is vibrating at a specific frequency so that's what the manifestations crews have started trying to you know tap into saying that okay right. you're vibrating at this frequency you're attracting events at this frequency sound is such a powerful element you know we always think of spirituality as light mm-hmm. moving towards the light the sun god or the divinity we right. always equated spirituality with light and this mm-hmm. is probably one of the first few times i've heard spirituality being equated to sound and this is actually very good you know a tool that you've actually shared with us if you can replace a negative sounds the fears and the demons in your subconscious mind that constantly consume you that constantly divide you and dissect you and instill fear of uh, survival in you that you might not survive this or not survive that you most of the times are functioning out of fear and we make poor decisions we're only at a survival state But if we replace those negative sounds with positive sounds, which can come from the scriptures, which can come from chanting, you could be chanting probably just an akara sound like sa. You could just be <laughs> chanting sa for the rest of your life, and you could attain spirituality, right? That's what they said about the word Ram. You know, if you so, don't know how to say Ram, yes, you say yes. Mara, 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 and it becomes Ram. Yeah, but it specifically refers to names of God, not just any letter. Right. So Ram is the Lord's name. So if you have the lord's names that are being chanted even if it chanted half or ulta it will have that desire mm. that's right so when i am talking about the sound so there is a scripture called vedanta sutra right. so one of the sutras is anavritti shabdat mm. which means one can get liberated simply by the power of sound one can get liberated from the power simply of by, sound simply by the power of sound shabdat shabda means sound and i'm giving you my own example like many years back now as monks also we have challenges so i was heavily into outreach programs and suddenly there was a huge shift in the temple management and suddenly some other services were just put on me for which i had to stay back in temple and i was wondering three days i was like in a miserable state how will i manage i had already expanded so much by krishna's grace there were many commitments almost every day and three days i was miserable how will it happen how will i maintain and suddenly the third day a thought popped up I was telling myself look the situation i'm worried, worried about has not even manifested yet so what is causing this anxiety mm. it is not the situation it is my thoughts so let me just replace those thoughts with something better 
So I repeated it to myself. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Irrespective of what the situation is, thoughts are causing anxiety. So I just decided to deal with those thoughts. So two days, maybe once or twice, five, six times, I repeated those things. This line: It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And that situation never manifested. And the misery just disappeared. And I don't even remember now when it disappeared. What was it about? Not much. I don't remember the details. It just went away because the sound, the subtle sounds within my head, they were causing the anxiety. Not the situ- situation has not even manifested. That's how the mind plays with our emotions. We just keep thinking, what if this happens? What if that happens? The situation, just like there is the probability it might happen, there is equal probability that it might not happen also. So why only focus on the negative prospects? It is the nature of the uncontrolled mind to only focus on the negative prospects. So therefore, the mind needs to be controlled with spiritual sound, so that we can learn to focus on the positive side of things. Beautifully said. Then we can focus on other things. So spirituality empowers you to do well in your material duties. It's, it doesn't take you away from society; it takes you deeper into it. And it takes you deeper into society. Yes, there is a verse in the Shrimad Bhagavatam which says. Anybody who develops genuine love, genuine devotion to God, all the divine qualities automatically manifest in his or her personality without any separate endeavor. So when you have all the godly qualities, compassion, modesty, humility, service, selflessness, then you can contribute a lot more to society. How beautiful. That's how spirituality enhances in simpler words, you know, the modern uh, lifestyle or the modern, you know, manifestors mm-hmm. have come up with the word replace complaints with gratitude. That's a positive yeah. sound. And when you start expressing gratitude, the universe gifts you with more events to be grateful for. True. And then you're in a state of manifestations. And I say this quite often to people, don't manifest if you don't know what you want because mm-hmm. it's only going to lead to frustrations. Right? But this is nice where you keep saying it's a blessing it's a blessing it's a blessing you're not asking for a solution you're not asking god to use his magic to solve your problems and considering the fact that you're in his good books already you've chanted his name maybe (laughs) a few billion times and i would in my lifetime you're obviously in the good books of god and you could obviously anytime say oh god you know bless me with this but you're not saying give me this give me that you're simply saying whatever's come our way this is a blessing True. So there's a sense of acceptance and there's yes. a sense of gratitude and a higher level of consciousness towards God's activities that whatever he's doing or she's doing, they're doing it with the right intention for you. Right. And quite often, I, I think this is what we need to learn. You know, We're constantly trying to make a list of things we want, things we need, right? But we don't realize that God is actually already giving us what we need at Every point true, in time. True. So, how do we incorporate, you know, spirituality in a daily basis? If you could, you know, share one or two rituals. Like, is it waking up early? Is it taking a bath with cold water? Is it getting a mala and chanting something for 108 times? One little ritual that our followers, our audience, can start with today. So, I would mention something called ABCD of spiritual life because when we go to a school, we start with ABCD. And this is easier to remember and incorporate also. A refers to association. Mm -hmm. See, if you want to advance in life, you want to 
incorporate some habit in your life you have to associate people who are on the same page right so spirituality is also no exception so association at least once a week we come in the association of the like minded people who are on the same path and in their association we hear we hear from the scriptures we hear from the bona fide devotees those who are already more advanced than us this is one abcd a stands for association at least once a week okay we should do some uh, we should attend some session where we can hear from the advanced devotees of the lord b refers to books mm-hmm. so there are books like the bhagavad gita this mahabharat there is the uh, shrimad bhagavatam many other books there is ishopanishad because i'm talking from mm-hmm. what i have learned right your exposure to your uh, god your so when you incorporate and these are universal books they are not like uh, related to one particular faith just like if you need medicine you don't look for whether this person is muslim hindu christian uh, or whatever mm. if the medicine works you take it right no matter who the persons which faith is coming from so these are like books which are universal talking mm. about universal principles so from that aspect i am talking about like shila prabhupada the founder mm. of iskon he said He said, "We are not here to convert anybody. You are not doing it. If you are a Muslim, be a good Muslim. If you are a Christian, you be a good Christian. If you are a Hindu, be a good. That's it. We have just come here to remind you of what you have got. That's it." When he went to the U.S., somebody asked him, "So, what have you come here for?" He said, "I have come here to remind you of what you have forgotten." That's it. That's powerful. What he just said. So he said. Uh, Uh, people have sacrificed their lives for you but you have forgotten his teachings so you just be good muslim a good christian a good hindu and rise from there whichever platform you are at so we are there to help you rise up to go one step ahead be a good christian be a yeah. good muslim be a good hindu yeah. doesn't matter what religion you are and i was just visualizing what you were saying and if i could rephrase it in my visual memory so that we can capture it forever It's like you're in an ocean. The world is a big ocean. Okay? And all of us have been given one life-saving boat. And that boat is your religion that you were born into. Right. So don't jump off that boat mm-hmm. trying to look for answers in other places. You were already born to the answer that you're looking for. So you could be a Hindu, you could be a Muslim, you could be a Christian, you could be a Jain, you could be a Buddhist. And I say this from experience having practiced five different religions. I've arrived back to my origin, my source. So that that's like a very beautiful thing that he just said. You know, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. So the B is books. So we can read books mm-hmm. daily basis way, or we can read maybe every alternate day. We can spend some time studying scripture because we are talking about spirituality. Right. How to incorporate it? Spirituality comes from the books. Just like all the learnings come from the books when we go to school, colleges, universities. Spirituality is like universities. There are books. So you cannot advance if you don't know what you are there for. So the scriptures reveal that knowledge. So you have to spend time studying the scriptures mm. to know more and more. And A for association, B for books. There should be some time dedicated every day or alternate day or some amount of time on a weekly basis where we spend time studying these spiritual books. People have time for studying newspapers, magazines, googling. So they can That's definitely find media. time. They can definitely find. Time for this, and C stands for chanting. As I said, 
the spiritual practice recommended according to the Vedic scriptures for this age Kaliyuga is the chanting of the Lord's names. This Mahamantra can be incorporated, it can be chanted and uh, we have 108 beats mm. so that is one round. We can begin with maybe one or two rounds mm -hmm. try to hear the sound, it will take maybe max to max 15 to 20 minutes in a day. We can begin somewhere and D is diet. Not the kind of diet that you prescribe. <laughs> but this, Which we will discuss in another episode. <laughs> but the diet means whatever we are eating, first let it be offered to God. Mm. So that is also an expression of gratitude. Suppose some great personality comes to your house. So what would you do if you are a cultured human being? Would you start eating first before offering it to him? No. First you offer it, to that, offer it to that special personality, then you eat it. Gratitude True. comes through spirituality and spirituality also comes in your gratitude. Yes. And it goes hand in hand. And what other exercises could they do before retiring to bed? Because if we take care of our morning and our evenings, the rest yeah, of the mornings, day is easier. Morning begin uh, by offering gratitude to the Lord. At least uh, He has given us one more day. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many people died during their sleep. So at least we can begin with that gratitude. And then the best as per the scriptures, we should, as soon as we wake up, we should loudly try and chant his names. That puts us in divine consciousness mm -hmm. for the entire day. How you begin your day mm. is very important. And at night, the best exercise we can do in today's day and age is just uh, Keep your gadgets aside at least one, one and a half hours before you go to sleep. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> the blue light is not doing anything. And any then of course, we can again good. thank the Lord for uh, whatever He has blessed us with remembrance. Mm -hmm. See, the greatest expression of uh, gratitude is uh, giving our time to someone and then remembering that person. So there should be some time, if we are really grateful to God for whatever He has blessed us with, then there should be some time dedicated every day to our spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. We begin the day with that, we end the day with that. Yeah. And we end the day by chanting His names, by remembering Him, by thanking Him. Or you can maybe read a spiritual book. In fact, we were raised by this one little thing in my uh, community, you know, by my ancestors, my grandmother, great-grandmother, my mother. We said, when you go to sleep at night, pray to God, you know, that a lot of people don't wake up. Right? Right, so true. obviously in the morning there's gratitude that I'm alive for one more day. You know, and when people used to ask me why do you smile so much, I said, the fact that I'm alive. <laughs> and I used to say that and they used to find it bizarre and ridiculous. I said I've had enough near-to-death experiences and the fact that I'm alive one more day, I'm very grateful. At night we pray that dear God, if I don't wake up, may I be with you tonight. May yeah. I find my way to you. Right, right. And may I not be lost in this universe which is so many layers and levels. So literally the whole of life is finding our way back home, way back to God, right? True. So you spend most of your day remembering Him, chanting about Him? Krishna, when we chanting Krishna's names. So the middle beat, the main beat represents Krishna. Okay. And the other 108 beat rep beats represent 108 principal gopis. Mm. So, so when Krishna is dancing in the middle of 108 principal gopis, so we are actually participating in that Ras Leela, you can say, or dance of love. We are connecting right. Krishna through his energies. All the gopis are not ordinary girls, they are his energies. So we are actually associating with Krishna and his energies. Beautiful. So 108. 
uh, in fact, not just uh, you know Krishna consciousness. There are 108 deities from almost all religions. Yes, yes. 108 Upanishads also. So. The Jain scriptures, the Buddhist mm-hmm. scriptures, even Islam faith that they have a mala, a different kind of a mala. Yeah. Everywhere it's 108, mm. and nobody has questioned. <laughs> Why all religions uniformly are prescribing 108? So that truly means there's only one God with many names to Him. True, that's a fact. When we do not understand this principle, then there are wars in the name of religion. When we don't understand there is only one God, like people, every faith believes that there is only one God. Yeah. And then they say, but my God is better than your God, <laughs> or my God is the only God. Why? Why should we want to limit God to only one faith? God is one, known by different names. The goal is one. And we, all faiths recommend chanting the Lord's names. Guru Nanak Ji recommended chanting. Jesus said, Hallowed be thy name. Islam recommends chanting 99 names of Allah. We have Vishnu Sahasrama. We have the Mahamantra. So there are so many similarities when people do not understand, they don't hear, when people are narrow-minded. That's when people start fighting in the name of religion. Otherwise, no religion teaches that we fight or ours is better than yours. Anyone who says that mine is better than yours has not truly understood mm. the goal of religion. That's such a beautiful way of, so. <laughs> you know, ending this first conversation of many conversations we're going to have. Yes. That God is one, yeah. but all religions, all faiths lead to Him. And it's, it's beautiful that we've encompassed so many religions in this one conversation. We're not here to, you know, propagate or <laughs> endorse one religion. We're not here to do that. But we're just here to tell you that dig your roots deeper. Find your faith. Find your religious scriptures. Dig up those books. Ask your parents, your family, your relatives. Ask them questions. Trace your origin back. Where did you come from? Because this is what is going to help you find your way back to God or nature or Big Bang Theory or whatever that you came from. But the whole idea is about finding our way back home. Start. Start from wherever you are. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much Prabhuji for My being pleasure. here. It was such a wonderful conversation. I thank you for introducing us to consciousness, awareness to Krishna and to other religious scriptures as well. So I really am grateful to you for you know, encompassing all faiths in your conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so My much. pleasure. Hare Krishna. Hey guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below so we can learn how to improve ourselves. Like, subscribe and definitely share this with your loved ones, your friends, family and relatives so you can become an influencer of good health in their lives. Until my next episode, here's wishing you unconditional happiness, love, forgiveness, kindness, empathy, compassion in everything that you do. Here's Dr. Dimple Jangra signing off.